Okay, we are in Sefer Malachim Beis, Peret Yud Zayin, Pasuk Aleph, Mishnah Shem Yisrael Achaz, Melech Yehuda. Again, a refuah shlema for Harav Yosef ben Rachel, and sincere thanks and appreciation to the Gevur Shul for their support and encouragement. So Yud Zayin, is without question one of the most tragic, if not tragic, prokyum in Navi. We have said for weeks that we see the warning signs of the collapse of B'nai Yisrael. Today will be the collapse of Malchus Yisrael. So we see, let's go right into it, Bishnas Shem Yisrael Achaz Melech Yehuda. In the 12th year of Achaz, who rules in Yehuda, and we've said that Ahaz is the worst king ever, either in Israel or Yehuda, in terms of what he has done, but he will give birth to Chizkiyahu, one of the bright spots in the kingdom of Yehuda. For now, our focus switches to Yisrael. Molach Hosea ben Elah. Hosea ben Elah, who will be the last king of Israel, takes the throne, Bishomron, in Shomron. Al Yisrael takes Hashanim, he rules for nine years. Bear in mind um, that Hosea ben Elah takes his throne by assassination of Pekach ben Ramal Yahu, who himself assassinated his predecessor. As we say, five of the last six kings of Yisrael have reached the throne by assassinating their predecessor. Eretz Yisrael is in total chaos and disarray. There is total avodah absolutely no Yerushalayim or devotion to Torah principles. It is a disaster. Vayas harod Hashem, and like his predecessors, uh, Hosea ben Elah does evil in the eyes of the Kodesh Baruch Hu. Right, but here, except for one thing, lo kamalchei Yisrael So on the surface, that means he wasn't as bad as the kings that preceded him, which really isn't saying that much. But as we're going to see, there is one important difference. Let's go, or let me read to you Gittin, Mesechta Gittin, Peiches Amud Aleph. We start from Amar Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, Lochorva Eretz Yisrael. Israel was not destroyed, Adje Ovduba. Sheva Betzedinim Amuda Avodazar. Seven royal courts perform total idolatry. The Eluhim, Yerovim ben Nevat, Basha ben Achyo, Achab ben Omri, Yehu ben Nimshi, Pekach ben Mirmalyahu, Nachim ben Gozi, and Hosea ben Elah. They've reached seven kings who are total of the Avodah Zarah, Shenemar, 
Amlolo Yoletus Hashiva, the one who bore seven is desolate, Nafkanafshe, her spirit is miserable. And Baal Shimshop Yom, her son is set. Here with the seven kings, the sun is setting very rapidly. But he did one thing, Elisha ben Elia. Let's read that to you. Amar le Rav Kahana, Ravashi le Rav. Kisiv beis Elisha ben Elia. It is written in Vayase Harav ben Hashem, which we have just read. Raklo kamalcha Yisrael, just not like the worst of the kings of Israel. And yet, says the Gemara, Allah Allah Shalmaneser, in the next postdoc we're going to see that Shalmaneser, or Sancheirev, now comes to destroy Eretz Israel. So if he didn't do the wickedness, why is they picking this time to destroy Israel? Says the Gemara, Omar Rav, O son Tarzesio Shehoshia Yerovam Hadrachim, we remember Yerovam. What he did remember when he set up those two golden calves in Don and Bezel to prevent the Jews from going to the base Hamikdash on the Revolim. When they disobeyed it, and many did get through, what he did was install a series of checkposts, border stations, where um, they would turn away by force those who went. What he did, Hosea ben Ela, Ba Hosea Uvitlam, he removed them. So he took away those border posts. The truth is, it was near desperation anyway. And he, but interestingly enough, the Gemara in Tanis says he did it on Tubishvat, and that's one of the reasons it's a special holiday, Tubishvat. There are others, but this accounts for a cause for celebration. So now, what happens, says the Gemara, the Afal Pikain. In other words, you would think there'd be a tremendous flow of people. The barriers have been dropped after all these years. Nothing. Low or Luli Israel are regular. They, they're so far gone, they don't move to Yerushalayim. Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Kodesh Baruch Hu says, Osan Shanim Shalom Olav Yisrael Aregel. Those years during Hosea's reign, where they had no excuse for not going and didn't go and yell Chubashevi, they shall go into captivity. So you see how far gone they are. He removed the barriers, and they still don't go to Yerushalayim. And that is, as the Gemara says, really the last straw in terms of Israel. So, uh, now, Olav Olav Shalmaneser, Shalmaneser, which we know, king of Assyria, but is another name for Sancheirer, which the Gemara says is another name for Palu, another name for Tiglas Peleser. He has eight names. So Sancheirer comes, he conquers most of Eretz Israel, and Hosea 
becomes like a vassal empire, and they pay him a yearly bribe, tribute, to keep him at bay. However, Sancheru discovers that Hosea is rebelling. He has sent emissaries to Saul, the king of Mishraim, and suddenly stopped paying this yearly tribute. He does every year. Now he comes back with vengeance. He surrounds him. He puts him in jail. He's got it all except Shomer. He hasn't captured because of his fortifications. And now, Vayalach Melech Ashur, Vachola Aretz, Vayal Bishomer, he encircles Shomer, Vayosar Lehot Sholosh Shonim. And he seizes it, or besieges it, for three years. Bishnas Hashishis Lahoshea, Lachad Melech Ashur, Shomron, in the ninth year of Hosea, he conquered Shomron, and now, Vayogel Eshishroel Ashur, he exiles Israel to Assyria, Vayoshev Osham Bechelev, Ubechavar, names of places, Nahar Gozon, Vaare Modai, cities of Medea. So, what Sancheru does is a very brilliant demographic. It's called by the Mephoshim Bilbo Ha'amim. He takes the resident populace that he's conquered and scatters them throughout his empire. And it works because it's very tough to rebel when you're thousands of miles away and separated from your former citizens. And that's exactly what he does. Now, what we're going to have now, so in other words, we did this, by the way, in three waves. First, when he conquers the East Bank, Ruvain, Gud, Chassishavit Menashe, go into exile in foreign countries. Then, Zvulun and uh, Naphtali go into exile. Now, they say he's taken like almost seven-eighths of the population with those first two waves. Now comes the last wave. It is a total exile. Now what they're going to do is give us a history of how we got to this place. We know it, but it's educational as well. That the minute Kodesh Baruch took them out of Yisrayim, instead of gratitude, instead of apparently taking them from Melech Yisrayim, they started going after other gods. They followed the Chus of Hagoyim, Asher Horushachem, Mipnei Bnei Israel. Then, in Canaan, they followed those terrible practices of the Canaanites, which the Kodesh Baruch Hu gave them their land. He conquered them, and still, they're pursuing the, the uh, Avodah Zarah of the Canaanites. Umalchei Yisrael Asher Asu. And then they discover or they posit things that they know are just not true about Hashem Elokeichem. Specifically, 
it's a very, you know, theocratic viewpoint of the world, non-Jewish, that after the Kodesh Baruch Hu created the world, he withdraws. Now he's just withdrawn. He did what he had to, and he is withdrawn from visibility. And they're spreading that. They're saying the Kodesh Baruch Hu isn't really watching us. He created us and withdrew. And now they build the altars, all their cities, the platforms in the field which are low, to the city's highest fortifications which are high. They build bummels and not the bummels you would associate with regular worship. These are pure avodazar. By they make monuments. The Asherim is they worship the Asherah, the tree of fertility. I'll call Giva on every hilltop, and under every shady tree. It is everywhere. And they are mocked here. They burn incense. They make sacrifices on all the um, places where the Kodesh Baruch Hu gave them the land, chased the Canaanites from them, by Yasuvorim the Hachises Hashem. Interestingly, we say that a lot of this they don't even believe in. They're doing it purely lachachises Hashem. By Yavlu Hadglilim. Glilim is manure, excrement. They worship the foulest kind of Avodah Zara. Which God says specifically, do not do. By your Hashem, Yisrael, and Yehuda, doesn't give up on them. He sends them the vehicle. And the fortune says he sends them every once in the morning and once at night to warn them. Any seer or prophet, return from your wicked ways. The shimmer is from Sai the Torah, Return. Come back to the Torah which I have been sending you, Nevi'im, to bring you back. The they do not listen. they sniff in their neck. Like their forefathers did, um, they sniff. They will not yield. They will not come back. They, it's a strong um, adjective. They repel with hate, with disgust. The chukim of the Kodesh Baruch Hu, that's Briso, the covenant, that he made with their forefathers, that's a Joseph, his statutes, they went after heaven, the stupidity, the insanity, and they became that way, stupid. Following the Goyim that surrounded them, which the Kodesh Baruch Hu has commanded, do not do. They leave all the mitzvahs. They make molten images. 
Shnei Agolim, the two golden calf, by Yasu Asherah, they make the Asherah, the Yishachu, the Chosuah, Shemayim, they worship the constellations, the sun and the moon, by Yasu Asherah, they worship the Baal, which was then the most popular form of Avodah because it was sun worship. And everyone followed that. By they pass their children in fire. By they consult magicians, diviners, sorcerers. To do the evil in the Kodesh Baruch's eyes again. Much of it just to anger him. By Yisanaf Hashem Ma'od Yisrael, by Yashrim Yalpon of the Kodesh Baruch is disgusted with them, takes them away from him, Lomni Sharab Shevet Yehuda Levado, and now only Shevet Yehuda itself remains, and we will continue with what's happening in Yehuda tomorrow and see why it is getting special breathing room to perhaps Yeshua. Adkan.